This is the Grand Tapestry Podcast, brought to you by My Family Channel. Each one of our elders' stories is a unique thread in the Grand Tapestry of American history. In this podcast, we will explore them one by one, to honor them, and to gain perspective through their experience. Hello, I'm Todd Smith from My Family Channel. We are here today on episode six of the Grand Tapestry podcast with Miss Phyllis Fox at Magnolia Springs, East Louisville in Louisville, Kentucky. Hello, Miss Fox. How are you? I'm great. Good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. And thank you for joining us on this podcast interview. This is a new thing we're doing and we're just figuring it out as we go. So thanks for being a pioneer. I understand that you're known as Foxy around here. Yeah, that's my nickname. Okay. <laughs> so we'll call you Foxy. That, that's what we'll call you. You want to start and just tell us about where you were born and when you were born? And Okay. I was born over in Germany in the Bavarian Alps in a castle Ooh, in, 19, in February 19th, 1947. Okay, let's just rewind a second. You were born in a castle in Germany. Yes. So you like a fairy tale. Well, it doesn't look like the Cinderella castle, but it's called a castle in Germany. It was a three-story big masonry home. So they call it a schloss, which is castle. Okay. Wasn't expecting that. <laughs> uh, can you tell us a little bit of, about that, how that came to be? Did your family live in... We lived there because after the war, a lot of the buildings in Germany were bombed out. And so people that had homes or space gave up some of their space. So we lived in the top floor. Huh. So I had the best room. <laughs> well, yeah. I, was... I had the most beautiful view of the Alps. And my dad, when I was born, had to ski over 20 kilometers to get the nurse midwife when mom was in labor. Wow. So once they came back, she had a car so that he didn't have to ski back, but he had to ski to get her. He had to ski to get the midwife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's amazing. Because it was February, it was snow. And, you know, in Germany, the barns and the houses are all connected because the snow gets so deep, you can't get to the mm. barns or whatever. So the animals are really close by. I went back in 1992 see my grandma for her 90th birthday we did a reunion and i got to finally see where i was born i've seen pictures but i've never been to the huh. castle where i was born and people are still living in that house or castle and the upstairs bedroom which is where the people's brother lived they said well let me check and see if it's decent and then I got to go up there and have a picture taken uh. in the room where I was born. And that was kind of like a neat experience to find. I felt like roots. I'm coming home. Yeah. <laughs> Do you still have that picture? Yeah. Well, I'd love to see that. We can put it in your... The picture of the castle was on a calendar once. And mom said, this is where you were born. Like on a calendar you can buy at the bookstore? Well, yeah. I don't know. My uncle from Germany had sent it over to us because oh, okay. I had always heard I was born in a castle, but I I didn't know, you know, your mind goes crazy as to like, what is it? Yeah, that's the most extraordinary. I, I was not expecting that answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, not many people are born in a castle. <laughs> yeah. 
So that, that was where is... we lived until we moved to the, the States when I was two. Okay. So we emigrated here and flew. And as the usual, I'm an entertainer. So mom said I, I had a little red cap and coat that my other grandma had bought for me. And I was making circles down the plains aisle while mom was going, oh. Because <laughs> she was pregnant with my brother, so mm. she didn't need to be dealing with a two-year-old. Now, let us you said you're an entertainer. Oh, I'm always having a joke or telling tales and stuff. So so that's your personality as you yeah, like to? Yeah, I like to entertain. Okay. <laughs> and I like to throw parties and yeah. stuff, so... Did you ever do any any professional acting or no, anything like no. that? Not other than in school. I was in plays and stuff. Oh, okay. Okay. So where did you move to in the States when you moved? Okay. We initially came to New York, and then we went to Chicago. And we lived in Chicago long enough for me to break my left arm. Oh. Because a little boy wanted to kiss me, and I was sitting on, on those railings around the apartments. And I didn't want him to kiss me, so I pushed him away, and he pushed me when I fell down in the well with oh, the steps. Whoa. Broke my arm, so we had to go to Cook County Hospital. But they, since we were immigrants, they wouldn't set my arm until they had the money for it, which is now you can't do that to people. You can have to treat them, and then you can get the money if you can. Mm -hmm. But So once they got the money, then they set my arm, and my arm is still crooked on them. Wow. Left side. Well, I wish it was his arm that got broke instead of yours. <laughs> I'm glad that's you pushed okay. him, though. <laughs> oh, that's okay. And I had never seen a little black boy before, so I called him and I said, Mom, chocolate baby, chocolate baby. <laughs> you didn't have, that's the first time you ever saw? A black person, yeah. Wow. Didn't have any in Germany at huh. the time. Hmm. So at least for where I was born, it was, because it's about 25 miles south of Munich. In the okay. Alps, so the town is called Boyerberg. Boyerberg. How do you mm -hmm. spell that? B-E-U-E-R-B-E-R-G. Mm. Wouldn't have predicted that spelling, but okay. So you're in Chicago. What did you do for fun as a teenager in Chicago? Oh, I didn't live there very long. Oh. From there, we moved to Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, okay. Because my dad's parents lived there. So you were all, you know, Germany, New York, lot. Chicago... And then we went to Ohio Alma. by oh. first grade. Okay. So from kindergarten in Omaha to first grade in Ohio. No, we didn't move there till fifth grade because of fifth grade we moved to Ohio through junior high, and then we moved back to Omaha. So where where were you when you were in your teenage years? Was that in Omaha? Omaha. Okay. So what was that like as a teenager in Omaha? Normal for the time, I didn't do wild stuff. My dad was a very strict German and kept a tight rope on me. Mm. But I look back now and it shows that he cared for me and sure. wanted to be protective. So, But I got to do a bunch of normal things like could go to the movies. We, we lived downtown in Marion, Ohio for a while. And then, oh, and we're going back to Nebraska my mind gets scattered at times. Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, in Omaha, we went to church on Sundays, Wednesday night, and then Sunday morning and night. So we had a little non-denominational church that we attended. And with the kids there, 
I was raised that you go date, if anything, you have to date somebody within your belief, which was a very narrow circle. And I go, oh, this is all I have to pick from. (laughs) (laughs) Can I expand my circle a little bit? Yeah, can I expand it? But then I did. But we would just get together and as kids, like I said, play games, usual game stuff and just normal kid stuff. So you, this would have been like 50s, 60s? 50s. 50s, I guess. 50s, because by the 60s I was in back to Ohio for a while. And then I had moved back to Nebraska and got married there, had two kids. I have two boys, okay, which are my life. I love them to pieces. And one lives here in Louisville that I lived with for a little while before I came here to Magnolia Springs. And then the other son is in Texas. Okay. So the boys, my grandkids, I have seven grandkids and three great-grandkids. Wow. And all the boys, which are two, live here in Kentucky as grandsons. And the girls are all in Texas. So if I want to see girls, I go south. (laughs) (laughs) So what advice would you give to a young person just starting out in life? Maybe they just got married or maybe they just graduated high school or college and future stretched out before them, all possibilities are open. What advice would you give to that young person, knowing what you know now? Be honest and loving with your family, because your family is going to be there with you no matter what. Okay, good one. And also reach out to your circle of friends, because wherever you work or go to school, you develop another family. Mm-hmm. And if you're honest with everybody, if you, if, like you don't lie, that was my big thing, don't lie. Hmm. I said, if, tell me the truth and you won't get spanked. <laughs> Good. Because I did believe in spanking, but nowadays I feel bad because I thought, here's a person that says I love you, but then you get a spanking. Hmm. And I was like, I don't know that I would do that again. Hmm. But it worked. <laughs> <laughs> So I would just say stay true to what it, what your beliefs are. If you don't have a belief, please find one, something to believe and hang on to because I see so many people wandering and they have no hope, no faith, no nothing. Hmm. And I at least had God in my family. I learned that early. I got saved at the age of 13 and God has been with me and I've never been without hmm. And he's always watched over us, no matter what circumstance I've been in. I got divorced at age 30, and then my ex-husband died at age 43. Mm. So I've been raising my boys on my own for a long time. But I at least can say they didn't get into drugs or alcohol or other problems, because it was hard that I went to work. I put myself through nursing school. Mm. And worked and raised a family. Wow. So, but it, I looked at nursing. The other option was going to be a teacher, and I because I like to teach. And nursing, I seemed to be where I was led, and so uh, I did that. I went from banking to nursing. <laughs> so where where were you a nurse? I was a nurse. I started in Omaha, Nebraska, and then I moved to Florida in eighty uh, eight. Okay. Work in a hospital? or Worked in a hospital because they pay the most hmm. on nights, get an extra bonus. And being a single mom, it was easier to make more money while the kids would sleep. Mm-hmm. Like initially, 
when I was first going, I got a high school senior boy to come and stay with the kids at night. And that was good for me because I didn't have to pay that much, but yet I had a responsible person to be there. Right. Because the kids were already in school. Sounds like a busy life. It was a busy life. I look back now and I go, I don't know that I could do that again, but I probably would because I wanted to be a nurse so bad I could taste it. Mm -hmm. And when you set your mind to whatever passion you develop in life, go for it. Mm -hmm. That's good advice. And that's what I did. I think that's good advice for young people right there. Yeah, develop a passion. And go for it. Mm -hmm. Because if you set your mind to it, you can do anything. Mm -hmm. I truly believe that. I found out that many times I thought, oh, I can't do that, and I've done it. Mm -hmm. Surprise yourself. Yeah, we're our own worst holding back on things, like try things. And I'm a risk taker at times, but a calculated risk. Yeah, that's a good point. Can you think of anything that you wish you would have tried and and maybe thought you held back because you didn't think you could or... Well, I think going to nursing school, because I said, in fact, when somebody suggested, why don't you become a nurse? I had developed uveitis, which is a like arthritis of the eye, and I couldn't see. And it went from one eye to the next eye, so I had both eyes affected. And here I was in my 30s, not able to see. I oh, couldn't wow. hardly see my hand at the first part, and then I got onto prednisone and some uh, other strong drugs and eye drops every hour. Moved in with my folks and the kids until I could see, which I didn't know when yeah. it was going to be. It Sounds worked very out good. challenging. It was a stop point because I thought, am I ever going to see again? Yeah. And this person said that wanted me to go back into medicine. I've always enjoyed medicine. So she said, try it. So I applied for nursing school because Omaha had a good nur- couple nursing schools, and I went to Methodist. And this financial aid person said, well, we can help you out because if you work three years here with us, it was a diploma program, then you work for us a year and your loans are mm-hmm. paid back. Good deal. And I said, hey, that's a good deal. Yeah. And I won a scholarship from the business program, and uh, something else. So I used student loans to live off of, plus child support, which wasn't much back then. Mm. You made it work. I'm Well, we made it work. It's just somehow, but I know God was with us. Yeah. So who would you say is the person that influenced you the most throughout your life? My father. He He always counseled me on different things, and we read the Bible in our home. I think, you know, the Bible is a living book that gives you everything that you need. My dad always said, stay true to Mm -hmm. your faith, and it has. It's got me through life, and I'm going to be 73, which I can't believe in February. Wow. Well, you look great. Oh, well, thank you. (laughs) Because they tell me I'm one of the younger ones here, but for health reasons, I need to be here. So Gotcha. So what do you think about technology and computers and, and all that? Is that a good thing? Are computers a good thing? It's a good and bad thing because I love the fact that if you had a computer, you can look up anything and learn a lot or you can use it for destructive things. Mm. Because if you find out, like for kids nowadays, especially the younger ones, they can look up anything and some things are not for kids. Right. And the computer has opened up that space where before it was always 
hidden from mm-hmm. them or whatever. You didn't have that access. But I think uh, it's good in the fact that you can learn. My mother's going to be 94 in about a month and a half, and she hasn't even wanted to touch technology mm. like the cell phone or anything else. But I like the cell phones and I like the computer, but it's, like I said, it can be good or bad. And I love the new technology that comes out because my profession was I was a registered nurse for over 33 years and I was a NICU nurse. Hmm. So that was taking care of little babies, premature, that needed intensive care. Yeah. And I saw many things from the time that I graduated to when I left that we didn't have the high-frequency ventilators. We didn't have surfactant, which is a liquid that we would squirt down into the lungs when they're born to help them breathe because, like President Kennedy's little baby, would have lived probably if we had surfactant because he had highland membrane disease. Mm. We save so many more preemies now because of that and because of the high-frequency. It's all high-tech. And that's where I think the space program has helped medicine because everything had to be micronized. And we have a little, if you look at the veins on babies, they're tiny. Mm -hmm. And we can make tiny needles now, tiny tubes. Wow. And all that stuff. So technology has helped. And I'm always wanting to learn new technology. And that's why I went into the NICU, not only because I love babies, (laughs) but it was the fact that there was always new technology in the NICU. So I guess it's like anything, there's good and bad. There's good and bad everything. in everything that yeah. in life. There's good and bad people. I mean, everything yeah. is, there's a good side and the bad side to yeah. things. And you just have to look for the good. Yeah, I like that word of advice. Well, as we um, bring our episode to a close here, just a, a final question, and this is sort of a reflective philosophical question, but... How would you like to be remembered? What would what would you like people to say about Foxy, Phyllis Foxy? <laughs> Phyllis Foxy. Well, Foxy, I always would say no person is a stranger. I like to say I was friendly with everybody and try to make a, somebody smile or make a better day for somebody. Because of my life here, I hope that my grandkids remember me, that I was a sweet thoughtful grandma. Very nice. Well, I'm sure they will. (laughs) Miss Phyllis, thank you so much for joining us on our podcast and have a great day. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Grand Tapestry Podcast brought to you by My Family Channel. Please visit us at myfamilychannel.com and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite listening directory.